0: And we've done many episodes Oof. involving coffee. We've Might like, have
1: been the most popular topic.
0: We have done taste tests. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we did that actually really interesting taste test and interview with the hemp coffee guys. Yep. yep. And we've done Sorry. like bulletproof coffee discussions. Yep. That was like one of the in reviews. One of the
1: I think like episode three or four. One of the earliest podcasts was a was a bulletproof. Uh, like uh Did you paste just call test. it a
0: bullet poof?
1: Bullet poof. <laughs> bulletproof. Bulletproof. The old school like the butter and the uh MCT oil, coconut yes. oil. Yeah. Yeah, I mean remember. this was
0: like in early days yes. of bulletproof coffee yeah. when like yeah, there weren't products. It was just it was really just right. the idea of adding a
1: but today we are gonna do a contrast or see baby maybe answer the question, what's better? coffee or green tea.
0: You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
1: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We have a, I would say, comparison podcast today yes we're going to compare two of our favorite beverages green tea and coffee to yes. see which one is more healthy
0: per se yeah which one might be right for you
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so we're going to do the uh, kind of the pros and cons of both and let you guys make the decision maybe it's some personal preferences too here yeah so i feel like i might be more coffee camp you might be more green tea camp possibly we will see Yes. All right. So before we get into that, guys, we are going to thank you guys once again for tuning in to this week's and all the previous week's podcast. Uh, we see you guys listening due to our download numbers. So keep it up. Keep sharing the podcast, too. I mean... Uh, especially for those who have an Apple Podcasts, they made it super easy to share the podcast. I mean, yeah. literally, you can text an episode to somebody. You so can just text handy. the link right to them. So, uh, if you haven't done that, try doing that, please. I really appreciate it. And ratings and reviews, guys, I really, those really do help. So, and it helps us uh, make the podcast better. So, it win win win.
0: Win, 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 win.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get into the training recaps. So this was like our first full week back. Uh, with the previous weeks we were on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we had a full week back in town. Uh, how did you do for your training?
0: Uh, well, I started out the week very, like, with a great uh, bike ride. Mm-hmm. And then I... I think I followed it up with some nice strength training, and then i took i took like a couple days of of downtime, mm-hmm. but I did finish it out strong with a strength training workout so i did I did some got a good start kind of then lulled it down did like some just some yoga some sort of um you know just mobility kind of things and right. just making sure that i was stretching and and then i ended it on a i would say a higher note right with some strength training with the boot camp booty boot camp yeah yep. i think you
1: i don't, i'm i don't know do you think you impressed yourself on saturday
0: um i definitely pushed myself outside of what i think i've I have been doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I thought you were capable for yeah, this specific
0: week. Yeah, like I I have been avoiding like any sort of intense workouts. Um, but I think I finally got to a point with my fitness where it's not as intense for me. Mm-hmm. And like for me to ramp up intensity, I'd have to speed up and i I didn't push speed a lot, I just focused on you know some heavy weight and just getting you know getting through it at a normal speed mm-hmm. and that actually felt good for where I was, and it didn't it didn't push me into like an area i I will say i was was a bit more exhausted this week cause right full full disclosure. I was on like the second day of my period, which for women, your energy is usually much lower, um, when you're like on your menstrual cycle and it's just because your body's doing a whole lot of other stuff. It's just, it's a bit preoccupied. So pushing it and usually driving high intensity workouts can actually backfire on you. It can exhaust you, can deplete like your hormones and it can actually cause you to retain water and weight like it can your metabolism slows down too. so it's really better to sort of honor where you are and not go really intense so I think this this week i I did i I surprised myself um I was a little uncomfortable that morning, but going and doing that exercise I think also like got some things moving i I spent a little extra time, kind of doing some stretching in between, yep. and that helped as well. Just kind of, I felt like get things moving, All and right. then focusing on the heavy weight. That felt good for me. I, yeah. It's not like I, I was weak. It felt good that I could feel strong, yeah, but not have to, you know, crush myself.
1: You did great, like I said, and that, that I always try to promote. Make sure we get stretches in while you wait, like during rest periods, because rest periods are big, especially when you're strength training. So it's just not as quickly. It's not a workout where it's like high intensity. Yeah. You know, even though we are usually trying to use some heavier weight, depending on how I structure the workout. Um, but I definitely want people to rest in between with stretching and things like that. So I think you did an awesome job.
0: Yes, but I will say something I do feel like I learned My legs weren't as burned out, you know, as they have been in the past. But last time I did this, so last weekend I did the booty boot camp and I I went heavy with the weight and Mm -hmm. I was able to do like, to pretty much knock them out and use heavy weight. And I took an Epsom salt bath that day. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was not sore at all. The next day.
1: You took it after last week's workout? Or this yeah, week?
0: Saturday. Last okay. Saturday. Oh, okay. So, last Saturday, I took that Epsom salt bath because I had like a oh, rash right. on my leg. Yep, yep, yep. And so I was like, I'm just going to take this. You know, it'll be good. And you're like, yeah, it's a good, day, good time to do it. And this week, I did not do that. And my legs are more sore. Wow. Interesting. So, I'm going to have to try it next weekend when I'm not like, because I do think I. You know, my my muscles are just taking longer to recover right Mm -hmm. now. But um, I'm curious to try it next week and see if the Epsom salts really make a difference. Because if they do, I'm going to be taking baths on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, interesting. Well, that's awesome.
1: Great job, once again. Thank you. Uh, For my training recap, it's interesting. I'm going to go through it quick because i got some uh, fun stuff to share towards the end of the training recap uh two kettlebell workouts two bikes and then a bodyweight workout so i've got my five days in a row um all some movement in and then today this week seemed to be a big recovery week for me even though i did five workouts uh i got to the my stretch session in with my stretching specialist and i got to go to the sauna twice this week so Um, I figured uh, if there was any good sauna interactions, I'd share them on the podcast. And this was my first week of a interesting sauna interaction.
0: Oh, so a, you had a you had a, like a meet meet up with somebody?
1: Well, I, I didn't meet Ran up into with anything. somebody. <laughs> well, apparently, some uh, there was a rather chatty individual in the sauna on Friday.
0: Oh boy! An
1: <laughs> interesting younger guy, um, and uh, everybody was kind of. There was probably like two or three guys in the sauna. And this guy, when I go in the sauna, first thing I try to do is I try to just kind of like meditate. I close my eyes, heavy mm-hmm. breathe, and just kind of see how long I can do that. Um, and while I'm doing that, I hear some guy start talking to another individual. Well, this guy kind of really just like starts the conversation off, um, you know, just like midway through conversation. He doesn't like introduce himself. Literally, his opening question to the guy next to him was like, what are your fitness goals? Wow, that was it. Jumped you know. right in, and so yeah, and like the, the the guy he was speaking to was a little bit confused because he wasn't quite sure what he was asking. I think he also had ear earphones in, but they start talking back and forth, you know, talk about weight loss, muscle gain, stuff like that. Um, and so you know, I I finally I'm sitting there, I'm doing like some you know some small little joint rotations and things like that, sitting still, um, and uh, you know. He starts talking about martial arts and I start, you know, jumping in, talking about martial arts. And so, you know, we, we go back and forth and everything like that. And those guys step out of the sauna and I'm trying to get up to, you know, past 16 minutes. You know, that's the longest I've ever done 16 minutes in the sauna in one time. So the guy comes back in and he makes a comment about push-ups to the other guy. The other guy comes back in too. He makes a comment about push-ups. He's like, oh, these underhand push-ups are the best. He starts doing push-ups on the bench in the sauna. And he's doing push-ups, right? And the guy, we're, you know, we're just nodding, just kind of. And then he's like also, and then he kind of says, I hear him say, he's like, handstand push-ups are good too. I was like, oh, this guy's pretty. And guy's, you know, very, very in shape and everything like that. So they leave and the guy comes back in. And, you know, I'm... I'm getting up into like past 15 minutes and all of a sudden this guy puts his hands on the bench next to me and does a handstand (laughs) on the bench in the sauna and starts doing push-ups a handstand push-ups on the
0: bench next to
1: me i mean literally he is i could like hit him with my elbow he's that close to me Jeez. (laughs) he's doing handstand push-ups in the sauna next to me so of course everybody pretends like he's not doing it, you know.
0: <laughs> just try to ignore the yeah, like, exactly. ridiculous
1: so, but person in there. It, it's funny the guy was entertaining me because I, I ended up going for 19 minutes because you was co-
0: just like talking what's with him, yeah, paying
1: attention to this guy. So I, when I got out of the sauna, he was walking on the pool deck in his underwear, which was another comment, anyways, another thing. And I thanked him. I was like, hey, you know, thanks for distracting me. You helped me get, you know, 19 minutes and stuff.
0: So. <laughs> I almost got to 20.
1: Very interesting interaction. So that was, uh, I figured whenever those happen in the sauna, I might as well share them on the
0: podcast. I feel like it would be interesting to have a discussion on gym etiquette.
1: <laughs> well, I can tell you every, like, I guess, I don't know if it's a cliche, they show like, you know, guys in locker rooms walking around naked. Yeah. It's true.
0: Yeah. Especially
1: after a certain age. I yes. think fifty six year olds, once you hit that age, you can't wear any clothes in the locker room. <laughs>
0: they just it's like they, they, they don't remember it. the difference. They like did I put it. them on? Yeah. No, I don't. They care.
1: mandate that as long as you're walking from the shower to your locker, you have to be naked. That's the, oh, yeah. that's the rules apparently. So you know, I'm still I still got some years before that happens. So I'm still covering <laughs> up in the ba- men's bathroom, and in the sauna. So yeah, it was a fun experience. Speaking of fun, let's talk about one of the most fun things I enjoy doing: that's drinking coffee.
0: I know. I know that you, sounds
1: weird, but I do you enjoy. do love your coffee.
0: coffee. And we've done many episodes Oof. involving coffee. We've Might like have been the most popular topic. We have done taste tests. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we did that actually really interesting taste test and interview with the hemp coffee guys. Yep. Yep. And we've done Sorry. like bulletproof coffee discussions. Yep. That was like one of the interviews. One of the
1: I think like episode three or four, one of the earliest podcasts was a was a bulletproof, uh, like. Uh, Did you paste just call test. it a
0: bullet poof?
1: bulletproof? Bulletproof. <laughs> bulletproof. Bulletproof. The old school, like the butter and the uh, MCT oil, coconut. Yes. Oil. Yeah. Yeah. I Remember. mean, this was
0: like in early days of yes. bulletproof coffee yeah. when, like, yeah, there weren't the products. Way. It was just. It was really just right. the idea of adding a.
1: But. Today we are going to do a little contrast, or see baby, maybe answer the question: What's better, coffee or green tea?
0: Yes, and this has spurred a lot because we've been making some shifts mm-hmm. in our beverage um, habits, and because we've, you know, we've been kind of experimenting with what really makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people drink coffee or tea or whatnot, because it's, it's habitual. It's, it, you know, you do it without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You make the choice before you even realize you've made a decision. You know, it's, it's something that becomes more part of your routine. So to think about it less as a routine and really think about how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And if you could improve upon that. I think both of us have been in a place both with what we do, what we're learning, and just where we are in life, where it's not it's not just about doing things that, you know, are gonna keep us going, are gonna keep us moving. Yeah. But it's really about optimization and finding what really is gonna make us perform best. Performing meaning have enough energy. Feel like you know ha- have good digestion, be able to tackle our work days, be able to keep up with our very active child, yep. like that kind of performance. And yeah, so we've we've been we've been having some fun and we've mm-hmm. been changing things up a bit. And yeah, when you suggested this, I thought it was kind of perfect because yeah. I feel like I personally have come to new habits, so this will be. This will be good. I know. Yeah. You, I know you've made some shifts too.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about probably the thing that is most common, or I would say that both coffee, coffee and green tea have is caffeine.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: kind of like the this jumping off point because they both have it, but both in different amounts.
0: Yeah, and we will we'll say we're talking like green tea, as in like the green leaf tea. So not. Matcha is like a is another category. It's like a different level of green tea, which we can talk about a little bit after. But we're talking about like a bag of mm-hmm. leaf tea, or you know, a serving of leaf tea versus coffee. Yeah, coffee, coffee.
1: Mhm. Coffee, coffee,
0: brewed coffee.
1: So as you guys you might already know, but it, maybe you don't, uh, brewed coffee has more caffeine than green tea. I think yeah, like it's about, double. about is it at, at, least a, double. at least double, sometimes four times as much? Because um, right here, we're looking at the greatest, um, greatest.com. So yeah, three, days say about three times as much. Even though it's interesting, because I was looking at some places that said, lot, maybe it was two cups. A lot cups. say at
0: least double. Maybe was,
1: yeah. yeah. Maybe two cups, they say was 100 milligrams of, uh, two cups of coffee is 100 milligrams of Caffeine. So, and as they had on the greatest, I think they had one cup is ninety, and uh, like 30 one milligrams. cup of uh, green tea is thirty milligrams. So about three times as much um, coffee or caffeine in coffee than there is in green tea, mm-hmm. which can be good and which could also be bad because in those small amounts, ninety and thirty, you're probably still on the safe end either way. You yeah. Know, ca- caffeine has a lot of benefits. I mean, it's probably one of the most Research, quote unquote drugs or nootropics that are, that's out there. Yep. I mean, they've le- linked it to increased, you know, brain performance or increased alertness. Like you guys probably imagine what caffeine's for, being alert, being more aware and things like that, helping with cognitive um, function. Um, some, But there's even links to a certain amount of caffeine that could help with dementia or Um, heart disease, cancer fighting stuff too, which we'll probably get in more too. But um, there's also kind of the point of diminishing returns. Yes. And I think that probably, obviously you can imagine with three times as much caffeine in the coffee than green tea, Mm -hmm. that, that, that diminishing returns happens a lot quicker with coffee than green tea.
0: Yes.
1: So when it comes to caffeine, obviously overdoing it with coffee can be way more detrimental than overdoing it with green tea.
0: Right. Well, one of the, the things that I've heard, and one of the reasons that I started experimenting more with green tea, is that the like energy release of coffee is like a spike. Mm-hmm. And for those who've been drinking coffee for a while, or um, maybe like you tried coffee and it was too intense, and you felt like sh- like shaken, like shook mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you had coffee. Um, but they say that like the release of caffeine with green tea is a lot more steady. It's mm-hmm. like a gentle incline versus like a jolt upright, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's going to have a little bit more of a gradual rise and it's not going to be quite the spike right. and then the crash that you might experience afterwards. So that, you know, if, especially if you're sensitive to coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are thinking some about, that are. I, I am mm-hmm. like, I, I don't drink coffee for the most part after like one. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. I probably would, that would fudge up the rest of my day. So, I mean, I think, I think that's really a huge part to take under consideration because we're talking just general, but, Really looking at how people react to coffee, that that energy and just the caffeine experience is yeah. certainly something to think about.
1: Right, and like you said, it's it's going to be person specific. I mean, a couple of these articles that I you know reread and I, I've read says that up to four hundred milligrams of caffeine a day is safe for humans, but that's also, like Shannon says, person dependent. Some it might be less than that, some might be more, but it's interesting related to kind of the the health benefits, but um, there was a recent study that came out of Australia talking about how overdoing coffee, over drinking coffee, and specifically with caffeine, um, they say uh, people who had more than six cups of coffee at a day, which is possible, um, there are those people out there, they were talking about it actually can reduce brain function it reduces like, brain cells and can actually be lead to more, uh, be more prone to dementia as you get older. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of like getting on the, uh, being addicted to it, being so, it uh, feel like you need it. Uh, and like I said, that's where the diminishing returns happens. Yeah. Yep. So what about some other components of mm-hmm. coffee and green tea that, you know, maybe set them apart from other beverages?
0: Yeah. So both of them actually pretty loaded with antioxidants. Um mm-hmm. uh, and antioxidants are sort of those things that help battle like the effects of the environment on your your cells. Um they say it helps protect your cells from oxidative stress and may actually may actually help battle disease or prevent mm-hmm. disease. So um coffee specifically is rich in phenolic phenolic Mm -hmm. antioxidants I'm going to guess some of these pronunciations (laughs) because there's a couple that are very long um but yeah they say that coffee is actually one of the main contributors of dietary antioxidants in many people's diets Mm -hmm. so um I mean that's It's always a positive when you can get those antioxidants in there. Um, It's been tied to like some of the antioxidants coffee has. They have
1: chlorogenic chlorogenic acid,
0: acid, Uh which has been shown to benefit brain health and even might benefit your metabolism. Uh So I think, and we've talked about how it is that the antioxidants that are linked to the studies around prevention of certain diseases yeah. and things like that. So,
1: well, I mean, like you said when you break it down to like the components of both these, I mean, both of them are plant-based beverages. Yeah. I mean, yep. One's a bean and one's from leaves, right? So, I mean, unlocking the benefits of these plants is, I mean, obviously, is it can be is Makes Food sense. And yeah, it makes sense that it's beneficial. Both of these
0: have been used in ancient oh, yeah. health systems as like their medicine. Mm-hmm. They're used with purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I said, and I think probably the where it gets detrimental, not only when we talk about caffeine, but it's what people add to these beverages. That's yes. and that's another point I think we'll probably make yeah. a little bit more down the road. So what else is green tea as far as what kind of antioxidants do they have?
0: So green tea's got loads of polyphenol antioxidants. Um so here's here's the one that Nick go. was like, you get to say this one. Go for it. Epigalo catchin? Cachin? Epigalokechen. Catchin. How do you say that? Galate.
1: Epoch. Gallio- no. They call it
0: Yeah. I, it's it says oh it's one of the most well known antioxidants yes yeah, so everybody and like,
1: knows epigallocatechin gallate
0: <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue yeah, that's why they have an abbreviation <laughs> or an acronym EGCG yes yeah. um, but that is I'm sure that you've you've heard I mean this is one of the things that I feel like spiked the green tea boom um, like probably ten or fifteen years ago was that there's a bunch of different stories about this particular antioxidant linked mm-hmm. to all sorts of health benefits including anti-cancer, neuroprotective, anti diabetic, anti inflammatory. So I mean green tea really is a you know, mm-hmm. a powerful medicinal right. plant.
1: Yeah. And it's like it's not it's the other thing that green tea has, and I think I remember reading in a different article about is the uh, kind of related to the caffeine. It actually has a calming component, uh, L-thalamine, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, thalamine. It actually has yeah, that, yeah. which coffee doesn't have. Yep. Um So I mean, they not a, in addition to probably what you talked about, the smoother kind of spike in um, yeah. in the in whatever the energy. But I think they has this calming component too that kind of makes it of a smoother. Um, kind of uh, alertness spike opposed to just a straight spike of caffeine that coffee has.
0: Yeah, so I mean they they say that uh, it's actually an amino acid Mm. called L-theanine. L-theanine. It's calming anti-stress. Now granted you have to take a lot of this (laughs) in order to like have it actually sway your mood. Mm -hmm. But if you are drinking this, it's like you said, it, it's probably why it's a lot smoother of a drink. It doesn't mm-hmm. give you that jump. Um, there is a particular type of green tea that has a significant amount of this amino acid. Um, Sencha is a specific type of green tea. And that actually does have a pretty good amount. Um, matcha will get you closer because that's actually made from a powder of green tea mm-hmm. and it contains two times more um than even like sencha wow so i think i think that it, you kind of <laughs> take it with a with a grain of salt <laughs> take your tea with a grain of salt you you would need to drink a lot yeah. in order to have like it sway your mood in probably the same day but it is it's a benefit. like it's probably going to be a lot easier. yeah on like your brain chemistry mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's like cumulative or something like that kind of yeah, like if it's something say, that you take regularly, it's almost like a supplement, you know.
0: Yeah, so 200 milligram doses Enough. are what hmm. they've found effective hmm. in calming and anti-stress. Um, and they say that a regular cup of green tea, Contains about yeah. 25 milligrams, so... Yeah. It's a low amount. Yeah, so it's... It's it's, not, it's like it's an eighth <laughs> of probably what you right. would need. If you drank a lot of tea, though, green tea would be your go-to. Right. So
1: let's say this. Let's make a hypothetical. Um, if you had, uh, I mean, to pick between one or the other, like, what do you think, I mean... Just looking at the the data that here I mean, both of them have antioxidants. They both contain um, research suggests that it could be uh, cancer fighting, could be disease fighting, could help with dementia, could help cognitive function. Um, but if you had to pick one or your other, which one would you pick and why?
0: Well, my my ultimate answer is going to be different than what I just say right now, but I'll okay. explain. Okay, well, let's, so, let me hear it. Um, if I had to pick just one, to have for the rest of my life, I would say green tea. Okay. Because one of the sort of downsides to coffee that I've personally experienced that really propelled me to search for something that was going to be better suited to me mm-hmm. was I get heartburn
1: real enough. bad. Yep. And That's I it.
0: found when I was having coffee every day, no matter what I ate, I could not stop raging, like raging fire. It mm-hmm. just felt like my insides were on fire. Really horrible. It all started when I was pregnant. That was like when it, it started. When you didn't and over drink that much coffee. When I didn't drink that much coffee, like I got back, heartburn, yeah. but like for some reason that just changed my digestion. Yeah. And now, like, I did. I got to a point where every day I was just like, In pain so if you do get um, if you do get heartburn you have you know that uh, what is it called what causes heartburn Uh,
1: like acid reflux
0: acid reflux yeah so if you have that coffee is gonna be brutal because it's it's acidic Mm -hmm. on your system Um, And it's, it's very, very drying on your system. So I think that for that reason, I have switched to green tea during certain times. And I have found that green tea is a lovely balance, it gives me, you know, kind of, kind of just enough of a like lift that I feel like it's equal for me. Now I also drink another coffee alternative. I also drink cacao, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about other times. That's a whole other thing. But I really love the more mellow sort of vibe of green tea.
1: Yeah, it's it's true. And And you also
0: don't have to worry as much, especially like I do the matcha latte and i don't have to worry as much about the staining of the teeth
1: true yeah so you said which that. is
0: another sort of downside
1: downside yeah i can see that coffee. I you that's a, a those are some good good like reasons for picking green tea for me i mean just based on i am probably just my love for it i would pick coffee <laughs> over green tea um but like you i um but to for for different reasons too, but like, yes, I love it for the ritual of it. It's been linked, like I've been drinking it for a long, long time. So it's kind of something that's almost uh, nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that it, the, the caffeine does help me in the morning. Cause I'm someone that does like literally get up and go mm-hmm. every morning. There's no easing into the morning or anything like that. It's usually hit the ground running. And so I'm usually drinking my first cup of coffee within an hour of getting up. So, you know, I down a lot of water because I usually work work out pretty much first thing. Um, Down water while I do that. And then I'll usually, like I said, have a coffee within, you know, an hour, an hour and a half of waking up. So, and like I said, now, I can mention this on last week's, what's got us pumped. Um, Now I'm only drinking one a day. You know, Mm -hmm. weekend sometimes I'll get another one in, but normally during the week it's only one a day in the morning i need that caffeine it helps me get stay pretty sharp in the morning and like i said i not somebody who really um besides adding adding collagen powder to it i don't add too much of anything no sugar to it i have discovered the uh, califia farms creamer um Mm -hmm. almond and coconut creamer that has only a few grams of sugar uh, per serving so that one's actually pretty good um so i add that to my coffee um but other than that no sugar and that's i think that's really i mean they've had different parts of these articles about how uh um you know coffee is the most consumed beverage but they said usually it's coffee with like the sugar and the creams and the sweeteners and all that stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's like,
0: all the freaking That's like additives. some of the
1: high caloric beverages. So it was interesting, you know, to, uh, I think uh, this is a great like person, you know, it's kind of personal preference, but in, now that we g- gave you guys the information on maybe different components of green tea or coffee, maybe you guys can, you know, vary your choices or maybe start adding both to your diets, who knows?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like my ultimate decision is not to choose one over the other Mm -hmm. i still do have like i don't drink straight just coffee anymore i really just do more of like a latte Latte, right espresso that's got lots of non-dairy milk um i don't frequently add sweeteners and stuff like that to my coffee Mm -hmm. um but if i do that it it really comes down to figuring out What each of these things feels like for you and at different times. So Since men and women have just different clocks Mm -hmm. Men run on a 24-hour clock every 24 hours their hormones cycle through every 28 days a woman's cycles through so I Think for guys you can be a lot more like every day like this is how I'm gonna feel but also think about, like, what is your day contain. Like, do you need to be, like, jumping out of bed and hitting the ground with a yeah. jolt of caffeine right off the bat? Maybe on the weekends you take it a little slower. Right. Or maybe, like, you know, maybe you need a little bit less intensity and you go with something like a green tea on a really stressful day that you know is going to be you know, crazy and give you tons of anxiety because, oh yeah, by the way, that's, caffeine's not going to like, right, high sure. amounts of caffeine aren't going to help. Much, yeah. um, so thinking about these drinks less as every day should be the same and thinking about where you are and giving yourself the option, saying, mm-hmm. is this, is this more of like a green tea kind of day or is this more of a coffee kind of day? Right.
1: No, it's a good point. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can just vary your schedule on yeah. what your demands of the day need. Yep. Good point. And, and you know what? That that Ending on that point has got me pumped. <laughs> and I'm very, so glad. And it's so convenient because we're going into what's got us pumped.
0: Convenient. Mm-hmm. Very convenient. Segway. Almost contrived. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> How
1: dare you accuse me of that? So I'll jump in first. Um, just a little... Uh, a little something something but it definitely has me pumped. Had a referral from a current client this week, a guy who's been working with me probably the last two months. Super nice guy. Um and he actually referred me to one of his buddies um who came in, did an intro, signed up, is you know, was gonna start training with me. And you know, I don't want to, I never wanna to talk too much about clients, but this guy, super ambitious, you know, has lost forty pounds in the last you know, I think probably the last six months. Um awesome. you know, uh, including doing Peloton, got himself a Peloton. Hey. So he's doing Peloton. Um he's also uh, signed up for a triathlon. Nice. And I was like, oh awesome Oh I was that like, is
0: such a good motivator. And I was like,
1: oh a sprint? And he's like, no. For like full? Woof. And he's like, no. He's like half Ironman. Man. I'm like What? Okay.
0: What? And
1: I don't know if he was joking, but he did say I don't know how to swim.
0: Oh so my. Uh, you should tell him my people swim uh, over me story.
1: So uh, I don't want to freak him out.
0: He uh, is doing
1: training. He's doing a lot of training, so uh, I will put okay. it I will I will give him a lot of credit. He's doing a lot of different training. He's got a swim an coach. he's got a swim coach. Okay, yep. He's got a, a coach who's training he'll him in open fine. water swim. So I'm sure he'll be fine. So Hopefully I'm going to be part that of is, his training regimen, part of his training team. So yeah, I'm excited for him to start this week with me. So that one. was what's got me pumped.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: What's got you pumped?
0: Well, this is not new for me. This is actually that's something that's been a part of my life for a very long time. But I I just like I can't say enough times how important it is. So I think I said, I know I said earlier in this podcast, maybe last week's podcast I mentioned... I got this rash on my leg. I've gotten them a bunch of times, but I've never had it this bad. It was like the entire backs of both of my legs were just a rash. It was not poison ivy. It was not triggered by any plant. It was a reaction to fabric. Yes, fabric. (laughs) Um, And I know this because I am very, very fortunate to have a mother who is trained in a specific energetic technique um, for allergy testing and elimination. Now, the specific thing that she started her training in was called N-A-E-T, which is Nambudripad. Wow. Nambudripad
1: pr- I know I don't this week. is
0: why it is just a for it's just four letters because mm-hmm. Nambu D- pad allergy elimination technique that's what the whole thing is called Essentially what it is it's using your muscles and energy testing which sounds To people who are not used to energy medicine, this is gonna sound really out there, but I used to be incredibly lactose intolerant. I was born that way. And it got way worse Mm -hmm. when I was in high school to the point where almost everything I ate, because lots of things have dairy in it, I was allergic to, I was also allergic to eggs. Mm. Um, So everything essentially made me real sick. And my mom was going to school for this, as well as you know, just Chinese medicine. And she took this training, and um, this changed my life. And when I got my crazy ass rash, literally, uh, I... <laughs> ass rash. Ass rash. It, mm. wasn't, it wasn't quite all the way onto my booty, but it was pretty darn close. Um, I talked to my mom and she, she has, there's, there's been some other forms based on the same, this essentially same kind of energy medicine. And it uses a substance that has like the energy markers, like everything has energy. I'm sure, you know, from a scientific standpoint, we all know that that much is true. Like you can <coughs> test that. Right. Everything from a rock to you know a, a bug, everything's got energy. So everything has a little bit of a different energetic signature, and mm-hmm. you can actually hold or touch something and find out how your body reacts to it because your body learns to react to things based off of, you know environmental things, emotional triggers, all sorts of mm-hmm. sorts of different things. Some things, your body, marks with like a little, like just think of it as like a little note that says, this is dangerous. Freak out every time you come into contact with this item because it it's dangerous to you. Like it causes you to get sick or it causes you to, you know, get sad or like mm-hmm. really feel terrible. And then that's what like a sensitivity to something is. Right. And so... These are the things that my mom has been treating in me, and they come and they go. Like, I I never had allergies my whole life. I got pregnant. I had horrible environmental, like, I was allergic to oak trees, pollen, mm-hmm. which I've never been allergic to. It was horrible. My mom treated me for it. Every year we test for it, make sure it's still gone, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. I got treated today for um, for those those synthetic um, fabrics, and also surprise, surprise, uh, I've also had a number of instances where hormones were also attached to my sensitivities and allergies to things. Mm-hmm. So yes, my estrogen levels were also causing a like. Heavier reaction to the fabrics I was already sensitive to, hmm. which is probably why I had a gigantic rash all over my legs. So, I get you get them treated. It's there's no needles, there's no nothing. Um, you use either like acupressure, or you can use um, like a, a certain specific type of like laser light kind of pen thing right yeah um it's like a light laser that's a red red light i'm sure there's actually loads of studies out now about the impacts of red light i've seen them all over instagram Interesting. so this is just a red light laser um specific type and i mean it's done within 10 minutes the treatment's done so it's just amazingly like it is so reassuring to know that there's going to be loads of things that my body reacts to and marks as dangerous over the years. This is continuously something that helps keep me in balance. And for anybody with severe allergies or you just maybe like every time you have certain foods you're like I don't feel super great, right? Which is like a sensitivity give this a shot, like right. look up somebody who is trained in this sort of allergy elimination technique and, and, ch- and give it a chance because yeah. I have seen my mom, like she's retired now. I can't refer anybody mm-hmm. to her, but, um, i I saw her change people's lives, people yeah. who couldn't even leave their house without a mask
1: I mean like something with like allergies it's it's one of those things you try everything and like the traditional approach of getting shots and stuff like that I mean it's it's one of those things it it appeals to a certain group of people so those people are usually they want they're willing to give anything a shot and like you said you've you've seen it firsthand so it's a it's a it's worth a shot it is so all right great episode today a lot of information, a lot of useful information. Hopefully, you guys take it uh, and run with it and tell your friends, and then they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and so on and so forth. And, and they'll then take
0: over the world. They will take Just over
1: kidding. the world. <laughs> All right. So, once again, leave a rating and review, guys. Let us know what you want to hear on a future podcast. And you got anything else for them tonight? Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, AddictedToFitnessPodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks. Coo-hip. Coo-hip. All right. Five, four... Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitnix. Fitnix? Fitnix. Let's try it again.